when a young child is playing and suddenly trips and gets hurt, the child starts to cry. What's the first thing the child will do? Always run back to his or her mommy or daddy for a kiss. And maybe they kiss oh, all better. What in the world does that help? Especially if the child's bleeding or the child is a black and blue mark. How does the kiss help? Because we know that whenever a person goes through any sort of pain, besides the physical pain, there's also the emotional pain. There's also the pain of feeling alone in a person's suffering. And there is nothing worse. Whenever a person goes through a difficult time, they automatically feel alone. It's part of the reason when a person passes away, we go to me Menachem Avel. Because whenever there's a loss of a close relative, someone close to a person, there's a feeling of loneliness, of intense loneliness. And we try to convey a little bit, although of course, you cannot replace what was lost. But a little inkling of feeling of, we're with you, as much as possible. Don't feel all alone. As much as we can, we're shouldering, we're being empathetic, shouldering some of your pain. Because there's nothing worse than suffering in silence, suffering alone. So when a child is hurt, yes, the actual pain is there. But the child gets a kiss, feeling of love. I'm here for you. The child feels better. It's very difficult whenever a person's going through a painful situation. Is the feeling of suffering alone. Rabbi Kiva Tatz makes the point, we find that there are some Holocaust survivors that are able to talk about their experiences and are very inspiring. It's very important for us, the subsequent generations, to hear their messages, especially now as that generation fades away. But some survivors just absolutely never talk about it. And we wonder, why not? Why can't you just speak about it? And Rabbi Tatz says, because there's a feeling of if you were never there, you cannot understand that there aren't enough words in the world to explain how terrible the experience was. The In his amazing book, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl says that one night, a survivor, a, an inmate, a fellow inmate in the camps, lying in the barracks next to him, started screaming. He was having a nightmare. So Dr. Frankel said, the human thing to do is I was about to wake him up to shake him out of his nightmare. And then I thought to myself, why am I waking him up? To bring him back to this reality? As terrible as his nightmare is, it's not as bad as what the reality is. For those of us who were born far away from such a world, Baruch Hashem, the comfort of the free world, can never relate to such a thing. To, to rather be suffering from a nightmare than to come back to reality? We Baruch Hashem can't relate to it. Rabbi Frieden said the people who say, why didn't they fight back? They have no idea what fear means. The fear, the terror that the Nazis instilled. So how can I put into words? When we think of fear, we think of getting a parking ticket. We feel of getting pulled over by a cop. We know what it was like in Auschwitz, Rahman al so we can't relate. So Rabbi Tat says, so people felt, I can't talk about it. Even though I know it may be important to convey to the next generation, I can't talk about it. I can't put it into words. There's only one way I can communicate, and that's with a fellow survivor who was there, who knows what that's like. So it's so important whenever a person's going through a difficult situation, 
That's why support groups are so important. Just the feeling of somebody understands me. Even well-meaning people who try to make us feel better sometimes do the opposite because they don't know what it's like. But there's another very important idea. At the end of Parshas Mishpatim, an incredible imagery. A Kabbalah Satorah. After Mushrabenu sprinkles the blood of the Korbanos that they brought, half on the people, half on the Mizbeach, to symbolize the covenant. And it says, Nodavanaviu and the elders, they looked up and they saw something they shouldn't see. They looked at it too closely, at a sight that was too holy for them. They saw the God of Israel, and under his feet was a brick, sapphire brick. What in the world is this sapphire brick? And like the essence of the heavens in purity. What in the world are we talking about? Says Rashi, this sapphire brick was from the tsaris of Klal the pain of Klal during the Shiba, during the servitude from Mitzrayim. And it was the footstool of HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, whatever that means. But the imagery is that the suffering of Klaliso, which now is over, they had gone free, Kriya Siyamsof already happened. Perhaps, according to Rashi, Kabbalah Torah had already happened, but HaKadosh Baruch at his feet was the suffering of Klaliso. The worst pain is when a person feels that my suffering is for nothing. And as Ma'aminim, as believers, a person needs to know that every ounce of his suffering somehow is valued in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is the footstool. Every time a person cries out in pain, and a person feels that sar, he should at least know it's not in vain. Why? Who knows? We can't fathom such calculations of Shemayim, why good people suffer, and why difficult things happen to us. <laughs> Looks like much worse people have it much better. We don't... We can't calculate that. But one thing that we need to remind ourselves, which isn't easy to remember because it doesn't look that way, is that our suffering, our pain, every every krecht, every feeling is in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. After the, as Gettysburg Address, President Lincoln, in his very short and very powerful address, said that our job, we can't consecrate this land was already made holy by the people who have fought and died here. Our job is to make sure that they didn't die in vain. That there was a purpose to it all. We can't see the purpose of our suffering most of the time. But we need to remember that it's not in vain. That is HaKadosh Baruch who runs the world. And that our pain is valuable in front of him. In fact, the Gemara says difficult words that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says when Klali saw suffering, I suffer along with them. I feel the pain as it were. So we need to always remember that every time we go through suffering, whether it's a headache in the afternoon, to much more difficult and prolonged pain, that every bit of it somehow is elevating us and is valuable in front of Hashem. One other powerful story. I heard this from official Shechter on a Tisha B'Av address years ago, and it's such an amazing idea. I think about it all the time. He said there was a woman, Rahman son lost a child. And she was, she was crushed. Losing a child, what could be worse in the world? But weeks and months went by and she couldn't pull herself out of it. She was so broken over it. And life moves on. It's part of the cruelty of life is that life moves on sometimes. But she, uh, she couldn't get past it. 
And one night she had a chasana, someone close to her, and she was just not in the mood. Didn't want to go. And her husband told her, you need to go. You have to go to this wedding for your own emotional sake. You need to go. You need to start to live again. She said, I can't. I can't. Her husband locked the front door, put her dress outside and her makeup and whatever else, and locked the door and said, I'm not letting you in until you go to the wedding. She had no choice. Banged on the door, let me back in. She got dressed for the wedding and she went there, feeling like a clown in her makeup, totally not interested. And she couldn't bring herself to go inside. And she sat outside in a corner alone, crying and crying and crying. And one of the women who sit outside the hall constantly, almost every night, comes over to her. One of these women who collects and comes over to her and says, Man doctor, my daughter, why are you crying? She says, what do you know? She says, what do you know from suffering? I lost a child. What can you help me with? And the woman says, really? I lost nine children in the war. So the woman looked up. And she said, how do you deal with it? How do you go on? She said, very often I cry. Very broken about it. It's almost unbearable. But I never let my tears go to waste. Anytime I'm overwhelmed with anguish and I start to cry, I daven. For people that I know who are sick, for people who are waiting for children, for people who are waiting for all sorts of Yeshua's, for Shidduchim, I never waste my tears. And every time I feel that overpowering anguish, I use it, I channel it, and I use it to daven. And it elevates me, it makes me feel better about it all. The woman recounted that afterwards she went to the side and she cried and cried. The floodgates opened up and she davened for everyone she knew that needed anything. And afterwards she said, she went straight to the middle of the circle and she danced with heartfelt simcha that she never felt in her life. That level of simcha. Everything that happens in this world is from Hashem. A lot of times it's very hard to see that. Especially when it comes to suffering. Especially when it comes to prolonged suffering. Going through difficult situations. So we need the support of others. There is no chizuk like those who can help us. Who have felt our pain and can feel our pain. And there's also the requirement to remember. That somehow, in some way, every bit is valuable. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who loves us is with us in our pain. And that our suffering is by his feet, as it were. And to try to use our pain, to daven for others, to help others. And in that way, we feel ourselves that our pain is serving a purpose. Because it's invaluable. The tefillos, that ascent through tsar, through demos, through sincerity. There is nothing more powerful. HaKadosh Baruch should shine his love upon us. And should bring the refuos, yeshuos, v'nechomos, that klal Yisrael, each and every individual, b'chlalu b'prat, as a whole, as a nation, and as families are so desperately looking for.